This is Michelle Dawes Burt of Real Chicks Rock. And this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to RCR Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dosberg, and I'm super excited because of t- ah, you. She's got me. We're doing the, we, you know, social media. We're doing it live and everything. Um, I'm excited because I have these two phenomenal, beautiful entrepreneur women. Yes, 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 yes. And so I'm excited to have them here. Today's topic is the power of the small business. And before we get into that, I want to thank all of the new listeners, people that have not uh, heard our show before. Thank you for checking in. Just want to give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. It's all about the empowerment of women. And we do it through various different platforms. We do it through public speaking and mentoring. We do it through community service. We do it through our t-shirt, apparel line, and we do it through the arts. And the arts is this platform, which is uh, our opportunity to speak to people and bring awareness to different topics and issues that pertain to us women and the people that love and support us. So again, today, the topic is the power of small businesses. Sorry. Huh? No. Shannon is. I, I am that you're, awkward. I'm you're sorry. warming up. Shannon is. <laughs> Shannon is warming up. Shannon is warming up. Sorry. Yes, that's great. That was a nice. Oh, this is a nice icebreaker. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm liking the light. You like that? Look, they like. Is it? Is it this nice? Look at you. Shannon is really. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure it out. Shannon is so. So my guests today are Nikki Poche and Shannon Evans. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you guys? Good. You did a check on live, like Facebook Live, like, hey, you was getting yourself together, like looking at. Yeah, this is a real. It's a real studio, so we're always happy to be here. Shouts out to Instinct Greater for letting us do what we do here. Um, again, the topic is the power of small businesses. I know you ladies are. Uh, entrepreneurs, um, really good at what you do. I think for those people in the Atlanta area have seen you have utilized your business or businesses or your products and, and kind of follow, <laughs> kind of follow you guys. And so I wanted to allow people to kind of get a behind the scenes, um, perspective of what it's like to being in a, a small business and your businesses are successful. I want to say that. Um, so for that, that, that has weight because I think for most of us, we're still trying to find our niche. We're still trying to find what works. And so I think this will be an informational, um, conversation today just to kind of give people some tips and techniques some do some dose and things of that matter. So my first question is like, how did you guys start your small business? What was the driver behind that? Oh, Ooh, everyone's he, looking at me. So yeah, am I, am yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really? So that's a good question. All right. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I don't mind starting. No, I, 
It was on a whim. Not I wouldn't say a whim, mm. but I was like reading Richard Branson's autobiography, okay. Losing okay. My Virginity, which is still yes. one of my favorite yes. books. Yes. And um like I knew I wanted to do something mm-hmm. in Atlanta that I was supposed to do something here, mm-hmm. even though I couldn't figure out what it was. Right. And I've always wanted a space. So reading his story about how he started like the first Virgin Record store. Yes. I was like, Oh, like you can just go do something. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that was the first time it like sunk in my head that mm-hmm. I was making it harder than it seemed. Like I was trying to create things to get to this goal of mine instead of just figuring out how to like do the do final it. goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told a couple of people the idea that I had, like I scribbled it in the book on on like my way to New York, told a couple of people the idea uh, when I got back to Atlanta and they're just like, oh, I'll invest in that. So then really? it was like, you got friends like that? Uh, um, <laughs> that's a longer. That's that's a, right. that, that became a longer story. But so that was. Me too. You know, sometimes things aren't what they seem, uh-huh. and it can be a rocky road okay. when money gets involved yes. in situations. But yes. anyway, so that gave me the initial confidence to go. Okay, maybe this can be something, mm-hmm. and I found the building on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And wow. yeah, a lot of people don't realize that everyone's like, Oh, where did you find it's my Craigslist? Um, I grew up <laughs> in DC or lived in DC yeah. for a while. And Craigslist was the norm. Mm. So it wasn't anything for me to look at like Craigslist yeah. for spaces here. Wow. Um, and I, I mean, I initially started it because I felt like I wanted a space where people could come in, have a good time. It mm-hmm. wasn't a club. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a place you could hear great music mm-hmm. and actually lounge. Mm-hmm. I felt like Atlanta didn't have something like that. But I, I mean, I still look for it now, mm-hmm. now that we've kind of transitioned to being an event space. Mm-hmm. Um, because Atlanta loves events mm-hmm. and like that's <laughs> what we're now doing. But I still, you know, think that my initial thing was there, like it, is a need. Right. Our space was probably too big and was probably in the wrong location for what it is that I initially wanted to okay. do. But it makes it perfect for events. Events. And so, say yeah. the name of your space. This is free marketing. Uh, Just studio number seven. Studio number seven. We are located on say site. It, no, say it, say it, say it. Yeah, this is awesome. But now when you acquire, now how long have you been in business with uh, this space? Four years. Awesome. We've been, uh, this July. We've Congratulations. Been I think I've been there since it first started. Yeah. Now, has it always been an event space or was it something slightly different when it started? It has not. We... And a lot of people also don't know we were supposed to open in 2012, mm-hmm. had a fire. And yes. so for two years, mm-hmm. we weren't open. So we opened in 2014, which now seems like forever mm-hmm. ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were open as a restaurant, bar, event space, art gallery, yes. um, creative co-op, yes. um, like creative co-working space. Yes. And so all of those things mm-hmm. were like my big vision mm-hmm. and again, mistakes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't realize, oh, you're doing way too way much too with much. very limited resources. Um, so little by little, I started cutting down those things. Yes. And so now we are just an event space. We still do creative events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I try to sponsor the space as much as possible for those types of mm-hmm. events. Um, mm-hmm. but events like, mm-hmm. Only so when mm-hmm. we don't have anything going on, I don't have to be there, there. all the time. <laughs> Life is a little. We're going to talk about the learning points, yeah. the things that you learned in doing that. Nikki, 
Tell us, why did you start your small business? Um, I started my business. I say this story. Um, I asked for my purpose. I said, mm. hey, can, oh. I need to be able to do something and leave something. So oh. what am I supposed to be doing with my gifts and talents? Like, what is my legacy supposed yeah. to be? Um, I had no idea. I didn't go start my business with intention to start a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew I was supposed to be doing more with what I have been blessed with. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, hey, tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm listening. And then, you know, I went to this um, craft fair, bizarre thing. And it was all these white women there. Mm-hmm. And um, there was no black women in Atlanta mm-hmm. selling things. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's odd. Mm-hmm. And then they were selling things that I know for a fact black women make. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at like ridiculous prices. Like I always tell the story, this woman, she was selling like lip gloss for like $25. And she had no more left to sell because she wow. had sold out. And I'm like, are you serious? Right? <laughs> lip glasses you get for like and I was dollars. Like, like samplers left and I'm like there's no way this is $25 well, like, yeah. my lips are not $25 lip gloss. Yeah. <laughs> you know but she had none left and I'm like people need to buy this stuff from black women right. and I was like hey let me start helping black women mm-hmm. sell their things so people mm-hmm. can buy and support black mm-hmm. women that's literally how it started so it started off as a blog and then people were like hey can you do this do you do right. that do you offer mm-hmm. this I'm like oh maybe this should be a business a business so and that's mm-hmm. literally how so do you help channel buyers to other buyers? Yes, there's a, um, we have a directory on the website. Mm-hmm. There's a black woman marketplace on there. So like, if you want to go and buy from a black woman, mm-hmm. we have a list of businesses where you can mm-hmm. actually buy from a black woman. Right. I'm always trying to get more people to be part of directories. So mm-hmm. it can be, cause there's so many black directories, but the mm-hmm. one that's um, different about ours is everything that's on there are owned and operated by black women. Awesome. So hmm. I need it, to get on the directory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So when you, I'm going to go back to Shannon. So Shannon, when you started, you had this vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're up in D.C., you're used to Craigslist, and now you're thinking, I want to do this space. So did you move to Atlanta first in pursuit of doing the business? No, I ended up in Atlanta. I was going to Brazil and mm. um, my roommate at the time was moving out and told me like a couple days before I was like flying to Brazil. Yes. And I was just like, okay, I don't have time to figure out getting a new re- roommate or whatever. So I shipped all my stuff to Atlanta. My parents <laughs> lived here. And yeah, it was like, I used to work in corporate. Yes. So let me back up a little bit. So yeah. I used to work at the World Bank. And wow. like I quit my job at the World Bank to do photography full time. Mm. So there wasn't anything tying me to DC. Okay, And so it was like, all right. You're leaving. Cool. I'm going to Brazil. Like, I don't have four days to figure out, you know, somebody else. So why not just ship to Atlanta? I'm traveling all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll figure it out when I come back. And kind of your purpose, like, Mm. I'm really big on purpose. Mm. And before... Try to make the story as short as possible. Mm. But maybe a year before that, like, a friend of mine had called me. And was like, you know, I see you in Atlanta. Like, you know, I just had this dream of you in Atlanta and you were doing something and it was really big. And like, I just want to pray with you so that you know when's the right time to go. And there was just something about that conversation. It was someone I didn't talk to Mm -hmm. all the time. And I was actually before that thinking of moving to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I was trying to buy a house here and it fell through, which was great because then the market crashed right after. Mm -hmm. So it was actually great for me that I didn't at the time. And so... When this roommate thing came up, I was just like, you know what? Maybe it's now, now's the time to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's like what brought me down here. And then even after that, like 
I was kind of still traveling, but I was like, you know, I feel like I am supposed to do something here. Mm -hmm. And so I think for a year after I'd been here, I hadn't done anything. And I was like, you know, maybe I need to focus on what brought me here instead of like trying to do something else and like Mm -hmm. being really serious. So Mm -hmm. once I started to do that, it's like everything kind of fell into place. Mm. It was hard, (laughs) but it like the doors when I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do something here. Like instead of just running and traveling all the time. Mm. And then, you know, things kind of start to click. And that's not a bad thing traveling all the time. No, 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 no. It was awesome. (laughs) And now I'm kind of getting back to that. But I knew I was 28 at Mm -hmm, the time. mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, I know I'm supposed to do Do something. something. Like I just had that feeling Mm. that, there was something here specifically for me to do, and I wasn't doing mm-hmm. it. Nikki, what same thing for you? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like passion was continually pushing you to do and make the difference, even with your blogging, maybe initially? Yeah, because um, like I said, I asked for it, and even now there are sometimes where I'll self sabotage myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'm, I am the master of that because I feel like it's too much or it's too big, even mm-hmm. though I know it's my purpose and I ask for it. Um, but something will push me right back into it because there'll be days where I don't want to do anything mm-hmm. related to my business, right? Like just full transparency with that, or but then I'll get an email or somehow hit right. me up on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter, right? Or a text message or something saying, hey, can you help me with this? Or mm-hmm. this really helped me or blah, blah, blah. And that pulls me right back into it. And that's how I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Some of the cons, like, because being a businesswoman or entrepreneur or just a small business in general, there's you're excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then trying to connect the dots is always the difficult thing. And then, you know, then you... Like you said, you talk yourself out of it, but I want to talk about some of the cons or some of the challenges that you faced. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find that um, maybe your circle of friends or your network of friends thought you were not really strategic enough or thought that your your thought process wasn't really clear or did you get any resistance in, in um, building your... Your business? I, fortunately, I haven't. To be okay. With you. And if they feel that way, they're keeping it to themselves. Okay. So I appreciate that. <laughs> 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 you know, they're not like, mm-hmm. oh. Because um, I think what the mission of Buy From a Black Woman is about empowering, encouraging, mm-hmm. and uplifting. So it'd be kind of hard to say, hey, I know you're out here trying to empower and encourage black women, mm-hmm. but let me disencourage you yeah. <laughs> from doing what you're supposed to be doing. So fortunately, I haven't had that type of backlash mm-hmm. with that. So so are you doing this as well as um, anything else? Or this is oh, your... I work. Okay. I, I always say I teach art. Um, that's my side hustle. Okay. Teaching is my side hustle. This nice. is my full-time job. Nice. But I teach in um, the public school system. See, and yeah, so many of us would want to switch that around <laughs> yeah. where our passion is our full-time and then mm-hmm. we have a side mm-hmm. hustle to support it because I would love to to yeah. do that i'm getting mm-hmm. there tell me your cons i know you had some oh man i like tell i don't me, even know where to start tell with me some. Well, like, we there start, well, so we many start cons. with the fact that you had friends that wanted to invest and, and then, family yeah and family so how did um, that pan out yeah like oh those relationships are strange not friends my friends are okay. awesome mm-hmm. um really supportive i, I mean most like they're uh, that's like a longer story. Yeah, so, yeah. Like the investing of getting a yes, business. We can off just the leave it that way. Yeah, especially <laughs> something like a restaurant mm-hmm. and just the 
the things that you don't know, like mm-hmm. if you've never done it before, Four. like there are just so many things. I was so naive when I opened studio number seven. I was so, so naive. Like I just <laughs> thought that I was, you know, that whole build it and they will come. That is a lie. Mm. Like it is mm. like, that is a lie. <laughs> like mm-hmm. people should stop saying that. It's like build it. They will come eventually. eventually. And like they will trickle in yeah. and then they might leave and then more people might come. And then like, it's a whole thing. And so I thought, I just knew in my mind when we opened mm. that, of course, people need this. People are telling me that they wanted it. Oh, we're going to be packed from like the minute that we opened. It was like, no, like two months in, like 10 people have walked through the door. Um, Like that was rough. So just like those expectations that I had for myself and feeling like I was failing Mm -hmm. um, and just not having any guidance with Mm -hmm. it, like just nowhere to turn or get information or like, you know, talk to people who have done this, like what is going on? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, cons, I guess, access to resources like yeah. uh, something like a building it takes a lot of money to run yeah. like i've written checks in my life that i never thought i would write mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like something breaks every single day mm-hmm. and it's just like taxes just a million and one mm-hmm. things that i didn't know right. um that would have been helpful to know mm-hmm. and i mean and i'm a master researcher so i read everything that i could possibly mm-hmm. get my hands on mm-hmm. before i opened and it was still like the experience is, was different Ooh, than what you yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, completely totally. different. Totally different. Um, yeah, it, it was much rougher. And Atlanta is a market that something has to like break, so to speak. Like mm. something has to happen. Like somebody goes and says, "Yes, Studio Seven or mm. some kind of epic kind of yeah situation," and then. <laughs> And then everybody will go, okay, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. that's the thing to do. Like everybody will follow it. It's just, I I don't know what, did you sense that? Like it had you know, to be something. Mm. I think that Atlanta is a very tricky market, mm-hmm. even outside of that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I did not understand the Atlanta market mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely think that if I'd opened in DC, like yeah. it would have popped a little mm-hmm. bit quicker. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, there are things that I I took for granted in Atlanta. Atlanta is an event city. Like there is an event every single night of the week, four or five. And like, that's what people gravitate Mm -hmm. towards. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, it's also a promoter driven city Mm -hmm. on top of that. Mm -hmm. Like, so there are these things that I took for granted. It's also a very segregated city. Mm -hmm. Um, It is... um, so yeah, trying to get like liquor yeah. licenses and yeah. like going in front of the boards and the stuff that people said to me, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, like, I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> why do you think that I would have guns? Like, I, I don't even right. understand what this means. Um, like, what do you mean? But anyway, so oh my there are all of these very just things that things. I didn't understand yeah. about this city that mm-hmm. I've come to learn and appreciate mm-hmm. in the process. But I think that Atlanta is a city that Stop slowly. Okay. So I don't even think it's just about popping. I think it's like there, it's. It'll happen. Yeah, eventually, um, months down the mm-hmm. road. And sometimes things that seem like they're popping are not. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so that's a whole mm-hmm. other. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki is laughing <laughs> and so smiling. Funny. Would you agree? Same thing about Atlanta? Did you, did um, it? 
Well, because my business isn't a brick and mortar, so right, it's virtual. It's yeah, a vir- so it's virtual. I always say wherever there's a black woman who owns a business, buy from a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like so, um, Atlanta is not my only market. Oh, I always tell people, yeah, like, I'm so yeah. much bigger than Atlanta. Like I'm not trying to nice. stay in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, no nice. disrespect. You know, nice. I love my land people. So I don't have. Like, mm. I'm sure if I had, like, a building mm-hmm. um, or some of the stuff I am trying to work towards, I would have these same type of issues. But I'm just... Because, I, like, I've seen other business owners and they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I don't understand what the disconnect mm-hmm. is. Especially um, if we're here and we all are saying, like, we're working together. Right. We want to see mm. each other strive. Right. Lift each other up. Then why so much negative mm-hmm. competition? Mm-hmm. It's good to have healthy competition. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I say, I want to help you and I want to see you grow and create those partnerships, mm-hmm. why well, I'm like, but I don't want you to know about this stuff over here. Well, you know, I, I don't think I think that Atlanta is very supportive as a mm-hmm, city. Mm-hmm. Like there are definitely like a lot of people that looked out for me that I'm mm-hmm. super grateful for. Mm-hmm. So it's not that like the support I don't think that people are intentionally trying to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um I think the market, depending on what you're doing, might not necessarily mm-hmm. be there. You know, like mm-hmm. I think that I overestimated the amount of people that I that would want what it is that I wanted to package. Like where I'm like, I wanna do craft cocktails and I wanna do like loungy music Mm -hmm. and I want I don't want hookah. I don't I don't want like these mainstream (laughs) like so like my audience was literally not literally, but like probably 150 people and I didn't realize that Mm -hmm. going in. Like Mm -hmm. coming from DC and experiencing something totally different and coming here. I would have thought that the audience in the metro mm-hmm. area would be like, you yeah. know, and also I think there's an age thing. Like, you know, that's what, like my single friends that live here that we're in our thirties. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there are just not a lot of people in Atlanta that live in the city in their thirties. They're going out like the, like the really? market. No, it's funny. really, absolutely not. Like, and I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Why <laughs> like, not? What are you doing? We are not doing anything. Like we're trying to find things to do. <laughs> we're traveling. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. Like, Atlanta. yeah, we're leaving Atlanta. Like, <laughs> like, like there, there's do. nothing for us here. Like so Atlanta really. is a city. That's why festivals kill all the time. Because if you figure like the market mm-hmm. is there for a festival, like I always say, like, if you want to do, do a festival, mm-hmm. Like, because you can find a niche audience for just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Atlanta's huge on festivals because you're now catering to people that want to do something mm-hmm. on the weekend that don't necessarily live in the city. So everyone's coming in. Right. You know, you have they have houses outside the city, um, but they want to hang out, mm-hmm. you know, like much more family oriented, right. you know, bring your dog, like mm-hmm. those types that, of things. Right. So Atlanta has a market all day for festivals. Mm-hmm. Brick and mortar lounge. <laughs> situation it's just, like it's tight cosmopolitan cosmopolitan yeah. vibe no no it doesn't it does so not is exist. it that for the 30s let's talk about the people in their 30s yeah. is it that they the, the music they don't want to hear is it a music thing is it a food is it no. a location no, i think that no? there just aren't enough people in their 30s that live in the city that they're going out atlanta consistently yeah. where it's like you now like again coming mm. from dc dc is a very young city mm. and most people in dc are like have high incomes mm-hmm. and are um they might be married but it, it's still like they're still actively going out mm-hmm. atlanta is not like the market is completely different yeah. like mm-hmm. it is much more people that move to atlanta move to atlanta to settle down mm-hmm. and have a family and like buy a home and do those things that they might not be able to do in another city mm-hmm. so if you're like used to you know my, like i said my friends that come here from dc or new york are just like i don't get what to do and i have to go okay because there's not anything to do for wow. you like 
you're going to be sucked into this going out to like different brand events. Like if you want to find a brand event, you can do that Mm -hmm. and you're going to meet the same people over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to strip clubs or you're going to, I mean, we're in Atlanta. (laughs) Like that's, (laughs) but there, there isn't anything for like, to me, the cosmopolitan 30-year-old yeah. in the city, yeah. there might – and, I mean, I run across people all day, every day. There might be a 100 of us. Like, that. Like that's it. It's a very small demographic. Like, there's much more of a scene for – especially, like, the young creatives. I love what they're mm-hmm. doing in the city, mm-hmm. but they really are the trailblazers in that – scene okay. you know like they like they, they own that young creative mm-hmm. scene and it's awesome to mm-hmm. watch develop but mm-hmm. even that didn't really exist four or five years ago right, right. um so you have that then you have like an older audience of like people that did the settle down thing and now are ready to go back out again mm-hmm. so you have like early 40s mid 40s mm-hmm. early 50s mm-hmm. type of situation so i guess i could have just said 40 to 50 mm-hmm. um so that middle 30 like your mid 30s in atlanta there isn't anyone that caters to us. Mm-hmm. And I really do think it's because there are not enough of us. <laughs> like, mm. to, it's like mm. nothing there. And like I said, I know just about everything happening in the city. And <laughs> it's like, I'm either in a room with people that are younger than me or people that are older than me. Mm. Like just, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it doesn't really exist. Now for, for entrepreneurs, some of some business owners, and um, I don't know for those that are listening, if they understand the importance of a business plan. So did mm-hmm. we have the heads are shaking. Mm-hmm. So we had business plans and mm-hmm. do we still revisit our business plans? For sure. Yes. Like every year or just, Oh, in- I do mine monthly because I have to reamp my marketing plan monthly. Wow. Um, I try to have like some type of theme. And again, remember I said I self-sabotage mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if something doesn't work, I'll have my little pity party. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and go back to this and figure out what didn't work and mm-hmm. how I can make it work. Mm-hmm. So I try to do it monthly. Um, yes. Just to keep it consistent and keep myself on my toes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you, Shannon? Um, I don't do mine monthly. Mm-hmm. I kind of reanalyze every year. Mm-hmm. So like about December, I'm looking at what to do differently for the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. that's why we normally change, like I've changed the space kind of like according to that. It's like, okay, that's not working. Mm-hmm. Let's try earlier hours. Okay, that's not working. Like let's switch to just doing events. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, now we can start to set goals against that because that model seems to be working. working. So like, you know, so I kind of do that yearly for the space and then also yearly for the things I'm trying to accomplish outside of the space. So the events are not necessarily parties. They are, what's it? Give me your definition of an event. Maybe that's um, the best way to look at it. Atlanta-wise or just like what we do at the space? What you do at, at the space. space. So we do um, we do a lot of corporate events because we're so close to the Georgia World Congress Center. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a conference in town, we're normally doing like some type of cocktail reception. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's like what mm-hmm. keeps us really going. going. Um, we do a lot of milestone birthday or what I call them like celebration events. So mm-hmm. whether they're like milestone birthdays or weddings, um, retirement parties. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of that type of stuff. Right. Um, and then we also do creative events, which is much more like kind of our way of giving back to the creative community mm-hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. So they might be art exhibits or straight parties. Um, we tend to do more things that have like a global feel. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why we do things with like Salah or DJ Kemet. Mm-hmm. So like they're very specific type of parties right, that right, we do. Right. Um, and yeah, it's like about so it. it's been working. It's been yeah, working. yeah. That's definitely a much better direction. I mean, I still have 
larger goals mm-hmm. um outside of that mm-hmm. like i'd like the whole building and turn into a hotel that has an event space like that to me really? would be the model that works best because of our location mm. but couple years away from that. <laughs> <laughs> you working on it. You working uh-huh. on it. Now you, Nikki, you are, where, where are you from? May I ask New you? Jersey. You're from New Jersey. Yeah, I'm a part. Okay. Mm-hmm. I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. All right. All right. Bronx girl here. So you said that you're not Atlanta. You're thinking of leaving Atlanta. Well, no, I'm saying, um, well, yeah. Yeah. But more to the mm. world. There was like this meme or something like people move to Atlanta and Texas change their lives. So yeah. I, I can check that off. Okay. You move, <laughs> and now you're going to go a- anywhere well, in particular? Oh, I have no idea. I'm here for the next four years. Okay. So I'm mm. here for um, yes. until my son graduates at least. But no, what I was saying, I'm not Atlanta. Like my business isn't just Atlanta based. Mm-hmm. I'm here in Atlanta, but um, the directory businesses are all over the globe. Mm-hmm. So it's not just limited just to Atlanta. So how did you grow your business? I mean, that's I'm the- online. And how? How did you do it? Word of mouth. Yeah, so through social media, Mm -hmm. um, email blasting, and then just other black women, other black men, Mm -hmm. even some white people out there. Really? Just Mm -hmm. telling everybody about it. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm just now starting to get out there and do public interviews. Really? But other than that, it's all been social media, word of mouth. My goodness. That's it. So how did you hear about that? I just... (laughs) I think it's word of mouth yeah. or just seeing other people. I think our paths cross through mm-hmm. mutual. I think you might like my son seeing him dancing. I think you might have known my little son. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I think there are some supporters yeah. of your business that are friends of of mine. And I think so that's just... how we connected, um, but never really officially connected mm-hmm. and had conversations. So this is, this is really good. This is really good. I think I want to tap more into the social media because a lot of people may not recognize the importance of it. Mm -hmm. Um, As people get older, especially when they have dual hats or dual Mm -hmm. responsibilities, to be on social media all day or often Mm -hmm. periodically is like, I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And they know they got to do it. But then they just don't have the time. So is it that you do all your social media promotions? Um, Black Black Woman is just me. I okay. have my son, who's my intern. Okay. But, <laughs> but it's really just all me. I have um, a board of directors and mm-hmm. I have my grant committee. Nice. But other than that, all the like, daily, daily, um, day-to-day actions. Yeah, it's just you. Myself. Um, with social media, you have to find tricks. Like There's scheduling apps mm-hmm. and scheduling sites. And mm-hmm. on Facebook, you can even schedule posts and stuff. So right. there's always you know a cheat code for everything. Mm-hmm. So you have time mm-hmm. to do it. But it's just me. It's just building it up and then scheduling it and doing mm-hmm. it. Do you find that the hash Hashtag situations really work, or I'll be honest, I suck at hashtags. Okay, super honest with you, like that's something that I am trying to get better at myself, especially mm-hmm. with the new um, algorithm with Instagram and all that stuff. Um, I suck at hashtags, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I know they work. I've taken classes, um, I just haven't implemented them yet. I'll be honest, full mm-hmm. transparency. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Do we feel that the Atlanta market is oversaturated with? Small businesses, especially black owned, I don't or no? think so. You don't, don't think, think so? so no. I think that the Atlanta market can be oversaturated with scammers. Um, mm. But <laughs> we said the quiet set. Hey, Tyrone. All right, H U. Yeah, like Atlanta can be yeah. oversaturated with scammers. Mm. I, like that again. That was a big lesson mm. that I had to learn oh, when wow. I first opened. Just like. 
a lot of people are not right. doing or or who they say they right, are. Right. And um yeah, so I think that there the lane for people that like actually want to do something in Atlanta is wide open mm. actually. And that's why I think that like I said, I think that there are a lot of people here that are super supportive mm-hmm. um because there's so few people that are actually doing something. So when people see that okay, you're doing something for mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. I'll try to help you as yeah, much as I yeah, can. Yeah. Um, so it's wide open. It's wide open. Wide open you for agree, doing. Nikki? I think Atlanta is a good place to come and start a business. Mm. I do truly believe that. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not sure, this would be a good test market for mm-hmm. you, depending mm-hmm. on, again, mm-hmm. um, what it is. Saying your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The product. Um, Mm-hmm. Products and even with um, Shannon's example, but she said like this is what I wanted to do, so I did that. But then I see that wasn't working, and I needed to. So she mm-hmm. learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta's good for that, and you're not going to have a lot of, I guess, fall. Um, it's a nice little cushion. Oh, fall. Well, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying you know, you fall, <laughs> but oh, I mean, you trip. But I'm so you know hippie positive. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's enough for everybody in the She's universe. She's like hippie positive. <laughs> I am like this morning enough yeah, for everybody for sure. So um, yeah, so hey, start your business, but be real about it. Don't yeah. start a business because you want a TV show or you mm. think it's cute to have a T-shirt Ooh. for your friends. Like really yeah. have genuine, and also take time to listen to make sure it's something that you're supposed to be doing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are out here doing things they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But follow your passion. Yeah. I want to talk about the it's, falls. Go ahead. Speaking of follow your passion, mm-hmm. I'd say follow your skill sets. Ah. Like, ah. yeah, like you're not your passion, your purpose, your purpose and your skill. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> follow your skill set Ooh. and your purpose. Like, yeah. a lot of people get stuck on following their passion. Yeah, and passion is not going to pay your bills. No. Because no, if you're not good at it, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. <laughs> and I think that there can be a point where passion and purpose and skill set meet. And, like, that's mm-hmm. the ideal. But, like, mm-hmm. Some people should not like. I, I'm really passionate about volleyball. I should not mm. be like trying to play volleyball. Well, that's a good like, point because if you're not practicing your passion, mm-hmm. how can you have skills? Exactly. Mm, yeah, that know? too. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. a whole other thing. But yeah, like something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we agree. On mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> so what? So your skill set would be is it is it planning, organization, time management? Research. What is your skill set that is allowed your your business to be so successful? I think it's all of that, and so and that's what I mean. Like I, I wouldn't. I didn't. This was something I realized recently mm-hmm. that the things that I'm good at, it's because I've been doing them for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background is communications. Like mm-hmm. that's what I went to school for. Um, that's what I did in at the World Bank, like internal communications. Right. But before that, I had retail jobs. So mm-hmm. I was always like in these customer service roles. Right. Um, so that like, I'm really, really good at talking to people and diffusing situations, okay. which translates <laughs> to like <laughs> running a restaurant and event space, <laughs> even though I'd never worked in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so those types of things and building relationships, like I was really naturally good at mm-hmm. because and I didn't realize it's because I've done it for so long. Um, but yeah. You would you would agree, Nick? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you some of my passions. I shouldn't be practicing. <laughs> yeah, I have tons of I mean I love dance. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. dance. But that's not something I should ever I should do. Ever so do what, in, what in front of people. Like <laughs> No. Singing is my passion. Right, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't like, do it. No. But what's, so then, Nikki, what's your skill set? Um, what's your, what's your skill set? 
oh my goodness, there's so many. But, you know. <laughs> that, that, that bleeds into the business. Yeah, like, so marketing um, mm-hmm. is my background. Okay. Advertising, design, mm. um, nonprofits. Like, I'm passionate and my skill set okay. and my background is with nonprofits. Profits. So that's why I was so effortlessly able to um, create Black on a Black mm. Because I knew the ins and out. I've worked at good nonprofits. I worked at some bad nonprofits. Mm. Ones that help people, one that did not help people. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, even my skill sets are is helping people. Like, yes. I'm a server. Like, I was put here mm-hmm. to be a server, Sorry. and I know that. I'm here to help people. Mm-hmm. So that's my passion. That's my purpose, and that's my skill set. Right. So that's why starting this was very easy for me. How long has it been in existence? Um, it'll be two years, April. Two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's, that's why I, like, we're just getting started, mm-hmm. like, just getting started to get out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But it's yeah. a good thing. I want to talk about the blogging because that's a mm-hmm. skill that you both have. Mm-hmm. Did that for you, Shannon? Did that mm-hmm. bleed into or kind of like that blogging? You're good at it. Thank you. I, I read your blog. I <laughs> do. You. I wait for it. Oh, <laughs> I gotta read. I'm like the yeah, I read it. I read it with my finger, like because she has a lot of. It's, oh, it's, like, it's very good. It's very transparent. It's very good. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you should do that. This is when you plug your blog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I have to. Yeah. So um, right. Yeah, it sent out as a newsletter. So if you go to like the studio number seven uh-huh. website, uh-huh. it's like it'll pop up and you can just like sign up for it. Okay. Yeah, and get it. Um, so writing is my first love. Mm-hmm. And I actually, it's one of my strongest skills mm-hmm. I, that I've come to accept. Like, okay. like you said, it's one of those things where, and in speaking of self sabotage, because when I sent out like the first newsletter and I was like, I'm going to do this the way that I want to do it. And people responded favorably to it. Okay. Like about, I just sent one out the other day where I'm like hiatus and like 1100 people read it. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, but the first time like I had such anxiety about it because I love to write. I want Mm -hmm. to write books. Like, like that's where I'm moving towards my Mm -hmm. life. And so people liking it, I was just like, okay, I got to stop doing this. <laughs> like this, so this feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like when I see people out, like strangers, like that's one of the things that people constantly say to me. I know, like that's where my sabotage comes in. Like this, when people are like, oh, I love your newsletters. Like, oh my gosh, when are you gonna write? Like, I got so much out of it, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't keep this up. Like, like I cannot maintain this. Like. Wow. Yeah, like I cannot maintain this. So that was like, that's why they were so sporadic. Like mm. every single week, I think of writing a new one and talk myself out of it every single week. Um, and again, because people really liked it. <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know what to do with it. But I, I mean, now I'm at the point where I've read enough books to like help me fight off this like resistance mm-hmm. that I feel mm-hmm. and to like be able to push through. So I've done two in a week, yes. uh, like in a row. And I'm like, okay, I like, I feel like I've finally found a format that I can do mm-hmm. um, and a direction, a direction I feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, like, but it does give me anxiety with it every single really? one. But I do love to do it. Like <laughs> it's just a weird. Just act like we're not going to read it. I I know. Well, but again, like I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I, yeah, I try to try not to like look at it when well, I when I write it. it. But then I haven't crossed that hurdle yet, yeah. so I do check it, and I'm like, Ugh. and then I'll write something like this last one I wrote where I'm like, oh, you know, people. Um, 
should stop doing things that they can't afford to do. And so just feeling like, all right, I, this is how I feel, but the backlash that could come from this Mm -hmm. and, you know, like rewriting it, like, uh, to try not to offend people yeah, and then go, all right, if I offend people, it's okay. Like, so it's like a lot of like mental things that I have to go through to write. Oh, you have the same experience when you blog or no, you're pretty. I, um, I have, I kind of like put myself in a position where I have to, because I have other people who depend on me to send these blasts. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, forcing myself to do something I don't want to do because now other people are looking at me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, are you going to send that email out? Mm-hmm. So that helps um, keep me from self-sabotaging. But same thing, because you do something and then, like, it's a positive reaction. You're like, oh, I can't keep this up. So <laughs> I'm not even going to do it anymore because I don't want you to get disappointed. Right, yeah. Doing. But it's yeah. just it so is. strange because you have a your, your business is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you think that the blog should work, too? It's different. And for me, it's like, it's such a part of me. Like it it is me at my most vulnerable when Mm -hmm. I write. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, and I remember the first couple of people were like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know that my tone can be humorous and people tell me I'm funny all yeah, the time. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know how many stories I'm going to have to tell. You know, Ooh. like, where it's like, oh, I'm going to run out of things that mm. you're going to find funny. Mm. Um, but even with the ones that weren't funny, that were just like a little bit more real, like someone walking out on a $1,400 tab and like me telling that story of like yeah, my like social yeah. media blasting them on social mm-hmm. media and going, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Um, you know, people responded to that too. Or mm-hmm. like, so it's the different ways I've done it. People still respond, but mm-hmm. it's just this idea of like, I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. one day you're going to get a newsletter. It's going to be you're like, oh, like, oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're oh, like- that sucks, Shannon. <laughs> like, ugh. and it feels so personal to yeah. me. It's yeah. like, you don't like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Nikki, so. for you? Wow. I mean, no, it's, it's the same thing. Just, I mean, she said it. <laughs> like, because it's just like, and then you look at your subscribers, then you look at who unsubscribed, mm. and you're like, well, why did they unsubscribe? Yeah. And you go back and read what you wrote. Like, well, why would they not want to read this mm. anymore? <laughs> mm. Do I email them? Do I not? It's just, it's that, because you do take it very personal, because it's yours, and mm. it's your baby, and you're working hard for it. So you want everybody to like it. Mm-hmm. It's like, how could you not like this? Like, yeah. Look like yeah. at all these other people who like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's so, rough. Are you weekly? You blog weekly? Um, I blog I blog weekly because each week I have a guest speaker and I have a business of the week, so I have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do like a business blog, like when the spirit moves me. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. That was kind of mine. Like, a, yeah, I had a funny story this week. Okay, I can tell you know, it. The moves me. And I ha- but the thing is, like, I have a whole calendar of things mm-hmm. that I should, should be, be talking about, about. Mm-hmm. and writing about, but it was like. Uh, so the business blog would consist of what? A little like bit? Um, the last one was how to Netflix and keep your business going. So while mm. we're binging, <laughs> binge watching Netflix, things you can do, like schedule your social media right. posts mm. for the week or write down ideas that you're seeing mm-hmm. um, or even use the Netflix show as inspiration to mm-hmm. help your business watch something that um, cares with your business or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like you want to watch TV, but also mm-hmm. keep your business going too and giving mm-hmm. tips on how to do that. Okay. So. And you don't want to blog about that. No, I did blog about that. But just in general, like future. <laughs> no, I mean, like I do, and I need to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It's good. It, but, the, you know, the self-sabotage is 
I can, I'm getting over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny when you were saying like people come and walking up to you like, oh, I love you. Mm-hmm. The first year um, I was doing My Proud Black when nobody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And people would talk about Nikki and it's mm-hmm. third person to me. But oh my gosh, had, do you know Nikki? Do you know My Proud Black woman? She's amazing. And nobody knew, like I wouldn't post my picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't post on my personal yeah. page just because I, just that scare factor, like yeah. they find out it's me. Um, but it was just like, you don't need to know who I am because mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, right. the face. So now I'm starting to. Mm-hmm. I said, I went through that too. Yeah. Even with a physical space, most people did not know who I was. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really only been <laughs> in the past yeah. like year where I've like actively been more visible. Yeah. And really? Yeah. This like, is a real honor because you was yeah. really on the low. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't, Ooh. I mean. Even I was talking to um, Aisha, yes, like uh, a couple of days ago. Well, not a couple of days, a couple, couple months ago. She was like, "Yeah, like the first time I came in here, like she was like, I had no idea that you like own this space, like mm. not you know for months. She was right. like, I didn't know. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you'd come in, like I'd be behind the bar, wiping something, sweeping, <laughs> like yeah. I just not talking to people. <laughs> not just um, <laughs> people talk. I'm like. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. she is great, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, you have to blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I just play it off, like okay. I think yeah. I think that I think I think society or just your peers or just how other businesses are handled eventually push you to have a face mm-hmm. because now it's like I need to trust you. I need mm-hmm. to see a face mm-hmm. or yeah. something to trust you and your word and your business, what your mantra is, what your mission is and that kind of thing. Because when I first came out too, it was just a pair of sneakers. It was mm-hmm. sneakers, glasses and the, and a t-shirt that said real chicks rock. I didn't have a picture mm-hmm. for the longest. And people were like, people don't, people need to know who you yeah. are. And I mm-hmm. felt like it was not your well, I mean, <laughs> people say know. like they invest in you as the person, mm-hmm. not you and your business, yeah. which is true. Right. I feel like I can trust you and I think you're this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand behind who right. you are. And the total opposite, because if I find out who you are and I don't like you, then I'm mm-hmm. not going to support right. your business mm-hmm. either. Um, and that's funny because there are people um, who I was friends with, you know, and mm-hmm. as the business grows and as you grow as a person, mm-hmm. you're no longer friends. So when you were my biggest cheerleader, mm-hmm. now we just Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's real too. It happens. It yeah. happens. It's it, it's um, it's not competitive. It's just that I think um, because we self sabotage sometimes, mm-hmm. or we don't necessarily see when the big picture is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. Sometimes people on the outside can see your worth mm-hmm. more than you can, yeah, for sure. and then they get a little. Then yeah. they get in their feelings, or mm-hmm. they're pouty, or they're like. I know automatically they start to write you off and say, you're not going to have time for me. You're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing that and that kind of thing. So um, I think it's just the evolution of who you are as um, business women mm-hmm. that it just happens, yeah. you know, and I tell people like a rocket as you take up, take flight, mm-hmm. more and more parts of you start to come off because as you go to another atmosphere, everybody yeah. can't go with you. And you right. don't yeah. want them to. And you don't want them to. So it's <laughs> yeah. just, a, it's just different, but then you yeah. trust in the universe and you trust in your passion or your skill set or your purpose <laughs> to understand that, right. All combined <laughs> to understand that whatever you, it is you need, you're going to get yeah. Yeah. as you get into that space. So now that you're doing like, like event spaces, dealing with, Companies that want that special space, 
do you find that it's it's much easier, right? It's more organized. It's mm. a little bit more relaxed in the sense that you can plan out because because corporations yeah. plan out in advance. They're for sure. Typically not a last minute unless right. it's real special or last minute. Right. But for the most part, so you can calculate and figure out and then work in maybe the nice things that you like to do in between. Exactly. For mm. sure. Um, mm. And that's like why it currently works. Mm-hmm. Um because we now have that balance. Mm-hmm. I can go, all right, yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because there, there was a point where all the things that we were doing were competing against each other. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, people would want to come in finally to hang out and it's like, oh, we're closed for an event. Mm-hmm. Or we would try and do a creative event, but it, it was like, oh, this is going to completely conflict with this corporate right, event that right. we're doing. So now with it just all being events, it's like, all right, I might not be able to give you an answer a month in advance, but like, let's see what we're doing three weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And then we can do that. Can do you that. know? Um, yeah. If we don't have anything on mm-hmm. the day. So yeah, it's much easier, much easier. So did you find Shannon that because it's a brick and mortar, a little different than Nikki's business that you were able to get some kind of support financially from the government? Cause you, you're doing it. Cause you're, you're a minority mm-hmm. woman, small business. Is it really, opportunities for funding for businesses? I think that there are opportunities for funding. Mm -hmm. Um, I think once you're a little bit more established, okay, that they're like, I'm sure if I were to try and do something else, if I decided I wanted another space Mm -hmm. now that I can navigate the business side better and like, I, you know, have more time to set up for something else mm-hmm. that I'd be able to get funding for it. Like, mm-hmm. especially through in like something like investment land or something like that. Right. Um, but again, it was so early things. I didn't know mm-hmm. <laughs> things mm-hmm. or understand that would have prevented me from doing it the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Nikki, for you, how come nonprofit? You didn't think that your idea People would People are giving me money. And I want to be able to, you know, write it off. For okay. <laughs> so, Just like that. Yeah, because I, like I said, it started off as a blog. So each week I would buy something from a black woman and mm-hmm. tell people about mm-hmm. it. So then there were people like, hey, well, I'm going to give you some money so you can buy more stuff. Uh, so I mm-hmm. wanted them to be able to get some type of back from it. Is that just, right? Yeah, that's money. cool. So, wow. um, like I said earlier, like my background is in nonprofit. So putting mm-hmm. all that together. And I saw the, I saw the bigger picture with mm-hmm. buy from a black woman. So I knew nonprofit was the way mm-hmm. to go for that. Because I'm, I'm not trying out here to get rich. I want to support black women. I want other people to support wow. black women. Nonprofits do also make money. Yeah. No, 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 nonprofits nonprofits um, mm. And I want more people mm. to give donations so I can That's give cool. more money for that also. Mm. So like, like I said, like I saw the bigger picture yeah. when I started this. So nonprofit was the route for a black woman. So the grant, tell me a little bit about that. What's the qualifications for that? You have to be a black woman in the first two years of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a grant committee. I don't vote for, okay. for the grant. There's okay. a committee that votes and we go through the application mm. and then they make a decision on that. Um, to date, we've given out five. I say we, like mm-hmm. I know <laughs> we. Well, your board members are your team. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, but we've given out five black women business grants to date. Awesome. And mm-hmm. the next one will be opening up in April 16th. The applications will open up then. So. Mm-hmm. 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 so do you get an opportunity to go speak to the women? 
Um, like I said, I'm just now starting, starting to out. go out and do mm-hmm. more of that. Um, I've done things in schools where I've spoken to like teenage girls and showed them what entrepreneurship right. is and how they can actually like plant that seed right. in mm-hmm. their life. Um, well, I'm finding out like a lot of young girls do not know what an entrepreneur is or mm-hmm. that word. Mm-hmm. Um, they know like their aunt does hair in the kitchen or their mom mm-hmm. sells this mm-hmm. on the side or their grandma makes pies, but they don't know like that's entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. you can actually have the same business from that. So mm-hmm. just like planting those seeds. So that's all the speaking I've done thus far. That's but good. Trying to get more out there as I push myself mm. for that. <laughs> Shannon, do you do you miss corporate? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. That was I, a that was an underhand yeah, toss because no. I knew the answer to that. No, I um <laughs> I appreciate the things that I've been able to learn. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, Thank you for sure. <laughs> um, but I. And it doesn't mean that I wouldn't work for someone else. Like, I mean, I think there are projects that I'm working on now Mm -hmm. where I enjoy working for someone else or Mm -hmm. with someone else, however you want to phrase it, Um, where it's like, oh, more resources, Mm -hmm. more teammates, Mm -hmm. more, you know, like you can do something bigger and like be a part of the puzzle Mm -hmm. as opposed to the whole thing all the time. So I'm definitely enjoying that, Mm -hmm. Um, but missing just like the the hamster wheel yeah, thing no. no i don't miss that no mm-hmm. very good you're free i feel pretty free, free. Yeah. yeah i yeah i'm definitely free so owning a small business wouldn't you say it's very powerful do you feel powerful mm-hmm. having your own business or no no no, <laughs> goes, no. no. i don't did, i i don't know i might have titled it incorrectly then yeah. the, the power of small businesses no you don't feel I, powerful? I don't i want to say that i feel powerful for owning yes. a small business okay like i think that i feel powerful where i currently am in life understanding what my purpose is mm-hmm. and where to find joy and how to find joy mm-hmm. um and what my overall looks life looks like okay out in like but the business part is mm. just it's a bit much not even a bit much it's just a piece of it mm-hmm. though like yeah mm-hmm. how do you feel nikki i feel empowered okay um, on the business um because you know the business helps other black women mm-hmm. in businesses so that me helping them they're helping me mm-hmm. so so yeah i don't feel powerful we're all powerful. Well, yes. Yes. I'm able to mm-hmm. have this and it helps other people. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, Shannon, you mentioned, we said, I think we said the word failures for something or fall down and mm-hmm. get back up, <laughs> right? Those type of things. Um, for the listeners, what were some of the things that when you had those slips, right? Mm-hmm. Things that you stumbled a bit. What were some of the things that kept you wanting to keep going and doing it? Um, I think little glimmers of hope. Okay. <laughs> like just like it, it might be just mm-hmm. I can't think of anything specific at the moment. Um, but I mean between the fire and just all the things that happened once we opened and running it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, you know I think the newsletters once I was able to share my story in a way that I found to be more helpful mm-hmm. um, to me and to other people that gave me more encouragement to right. keep going. Right. And again, I was like two years in, but mm-hmm. um, I, 
I just knew I was on the path that I was supposed to be on. Mm. And so whether it was like me praying about it and then like, I need a sign, like I need to know that I'm going in the right direction. Mm. And then something small happening is like, okay, I can keep going. But like, I needed those moments. Mm -hmm. And then how do you feel when you have an event and everybody's just, it it goes off without a hitch? Doesn't, isn't that more, doesn't Mm. that fuel that I did the right thing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mm. I think that, you know, I remember earlier we were talking about success. And I think for me, the way I measure measure success mm-hmm. is how many people we've been able to impact, whether it's like giving someone an opportunity, mm-hmm. like, hey, this space, use it, you know, do mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. however we can help. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is like what success looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know that no matter how long Seamer 7 is around, we've we've impacted nice. something and nice. that feels good. That yeah. is good. That is good. Um, as women of color, um, there's so much on us in a sense that, you know, people are looking and just have expectations of you. Do you feel those pressures at being a, a, a business owner, small business owner? You feel that Nikki, you're shaking your head. I do. Um, cause the name of the business is buy from a black woman. Yeah. You feel it. I, I get that pressure. Um, yeah, because then, you know, it'll be like, why black women? Why not all mm. black businesses? Ah, Are you trying? Ah. There's one guy, a black man, um, he told me the FBI gave me money to start my business to take the black oh. man down. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was adamant about that. Mm. So, yeah, this is my <laughs> Like, I was like, I wish they would give me money. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to disappoint you, though. Mm. So, there's a lot of pressure that um, are like, I stand for all black women businesses. And I love black women. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah. So, there's pressure as a black woman. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I just put myself as... You know, mm. but I mean, you know, for, 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 for you to get, I understand, but I, I'm thinking that's a little bit, sh- I don't want to say strange, but unfair because there's so many other things for women. Mm-hmm. So why would this be, why would anybody trip on that? My thought process you know, also, why? I'm not sure. So I just like, well, you know, that's unfortunate that you feel that way. But if you visit the director, you can always buy from a black woman. You do nothing else this week. Mm. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, you just read it. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and it's not for me to understand everything. I realize I that. So I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I wouldn't want to be anything else than a black woman. So yeah, me too. There's that. Me too. <laughs> I'm going to check that box too. Yes. I wouldn't want to so, be anything I mean, else. So obviously I was built for, for this. So, mm-hmm. so Shannon, you feel it too? A little bit, a little pressure? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 not at all. No, I think I'm, I'm trying to, I think my goal now is to be more of a voice for people like mm-hmm. me. Um, I think that in, like in the food and beverage space, which I have become really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so it all kind of works together. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, I find that there aren't enough voices, um, mm. when either like food media or yeah. whatever. And so like that is how I've also gotten over this hurdle of writing more, right. um, and like speaking more is because I, 
I'm like, I can be that voice that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And I, I have that responsibility, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel the pressure of it. Okay. Yeah. So that's good because mm-hmm. you, you identified a need. So yeah. in the food and beverage industry, cause you like it, you like to eat. I love it. Yeah. You like to eat yeah, and drink. I, I travel to eat, I travel to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I do like that's why I like I want when I think of a new destination I'm like what do they have there like Mm. that's like what like that to me food is the best way to learn culture yes and so I'm always like I like customs I you know like I was just saying the other yesterday I went out for sushi with someone and Mm. and they were like and I I don't like sushi Mm. and they were like why did you let me pick a sushi restaurant because I'm like I love Japanese culture Mm. and I have great memories around sushi even though I'm not eating it you know like the simplicity and things like that of the culture Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I'm I love food from that standpoint Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah did you have you have a great staff Yes, they're awesome. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. You have a great mm-hmm. staff at Studio Number yeah. 7. Very good people that mm-hmm. work there. Was it hard in picking your staff? Mm-hmm. It was. Um, I mean, we've gone through a lot of staff mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. I, at one year, I specifically remember I was doing um, W-2s. That one goes out. Mm-hmm. Sending out W-2s. And I was just like, my only goal for this year is to have <laughs> like one third of the W2 <laughs> I'm sending out. I don't even know these people. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who this is. Like they probably worked here two weeks, you know, like, um, so restaurants in general have a very high turnover rate. Yes. And there was a point in time where Atlanta was opening up a new restaurant, like, like two mm-hmm. a month, you mm-hmm. know, so it, it was really hard to try and get good people. Mm-hmm. And so that was definitely one of my challenges in, trying to get more people in the door to like hold on to people that I loved, but understanding, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't have the volume that they need right, to survive. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely think that it's one of those things again, where now that we're in event space, I can hold on to the people that I love. And because it's like, all right, we're, you're now, you know what your schedule is and you know that every time you come in here, you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. So that also means that you need another job at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you're free to do that mm-hmm. as opposed to like, being in here and nothing is happening. Nothing. We're just kind of mm-hmm. staring at each other. Mm-hmm. And you have a good, um, you have a team of people there mm-hmm. that work there. So you have a manager that's there on right? So that mm-hmm. gives you an opportunity to not be there. And then you can work on other things, right? right? Yeah. So that's where the freedom comes in. So mm-hmm. then you're, yeah, I'm going to be gone for a few days and then yeah. you're gone. Yeah. I'm super grateful. I, like I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky. You're fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Very fortunate. It's good. It's mm-hmm. good. Now, do you think, um, in, in the area of marketing, cause you, I haven't passed by the space in a while. Mm-hmm. I think I did the other day, but it was at night. So is there, is still, is there any sign? We have no sign. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's one of those things where I definitely got a lot of uh, questions, questions just to about say questions. and yes. you know, like concern yes. Yes. and like even like my landlord is just like, you need a sign. And right. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> I, if it was any other business, I'd probably tell someone, oh, you know, if you're starting a business, you should get a sign. Yeah. But for me, I didn't like the building, um, like the way the outside of the building looks. I don't like it, and I. I do think that we are a space to be discovered. Mm. So I think that this idea of not having a sign kind of goes with that. I like that people go, man, I've driven past this place a million times and I had no idea that all of this was Mm. happening back here. Um, I think that like, because I still think if there were a sign and you weren't looking for it, you still wouldn't know what it was, you know, like, so to me, it's, it's like, you have to be looking for it 
in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like a sign might help you find it better when mm-hmm. you were looking for it. But mm-hmm. if you were driving by and it just said studio number seven, it would mean absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to you. You probably think it was a recording studio and keep <laughs> moving on with your life. So it, it, the sign to me doesn't, it plays into the story mm-hmm. of what we are. When you, when you first saw the space, you knew right away. I want Yeah, I loved it. I was actually looking at that space or, um, the space that mother is in on Edgewood. Really? So I was deciding between those two spaces. So before Edgewood like blew up into what it was, like yeah. I was going to get that space. I, that I space was the first space that I looked at. And then I saw this one and it was just like, it's so, you. Yeah. It's so it was you. just like, Oh my, this is amazing. And it didn't look exactly <laughs> it was like a mess. Yeah. But I saw the potential right. in the space. Right. And yeah. May I ask about the fire? Yeah, like sure. did, did what did was it someone else that started or something that happened in the kitchen or it was an electrical okay. fire okay. and so it was like right before we were supposed to open, open and um like I went home we actually had like a small exhibit mm-hmm. and um I went home that night feeling like wow this is really happening mm-hmm. you know like oh my like so close yeah. to you I could touch it it's yeah. like literally here and then got a call in the middle of the night that there oh was a fire. Um, so, yeah, you know, I always tell people that so much good came out of the fire. Yes. And so I think perspective is important. Okay. I think that had we opened two years earlier, Atlanta definitely was not ready for what it was, right. you know, what it is that we right. were trying to do, like right. way, way, way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that I needed some time to grow. Um, it also helped shift the dynamics of like the investment side of the mm-hmm. business that mm-hmm. gave, so it gave me a little bit more control. I had it open when it was supposed to, we would have probably closed yeah. six months later. So, like, wow. yeah, it's for sure. And you're still so here. yeah, it was definitely devastating. Yeah. It felt like a really public failure for me. Um, and, but it, it's the thing that strengthened my faith, like mm. no other, like, mm. like, it was because I finally got to the point where it was like, you know what? If this is going to happen, it's going to happen. This doesn't define who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I still have that perspective mm-hmm. now where it's like, this is a small part of me. Like it, and it, yeah. it can be gone right. at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know, it's small yet yeah, expensive. It's, it's small, <laughs> expensive, but it, it doesn't define who I mm-hmm. am. Like it, it, is given to me because I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. If at any point God decides he wants to take it back, yeah. he can take it back mm-hmm. and I will still keep on going mm-hmm. and doing whatever it is that I'm then called to do. Mm-hmm. And so that the fire reminded me of that and patience, <laughs> like all those lessons I learned in one fell swoop. The two, the two years took long because of cleaning it out and just, and then giving you an opportunity to kind of redesign it or that? No, no. permitting. Just, okay. Permits. permits and that in type of thing. Yeah. Like for a while, I was just like, someone just not want us to open. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, like grease trap, perm- like there were so many so permitting. Many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The actual reconstruction of it didn't take as long. Like the permitting and getting the grease trap permit mm-hmm. took a year. For someone to sign off on us getting our grease trap. Wow. One year. Like the amount of emails that I had to send the city, like one year incredible. of that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And here's a silly question. Would you open up another place? Um <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I remember before I opened the space, my grandmother, before she passed away, she said to me, she was like why are you opening a space like you like to be on the go? Mm. And like, this is going to require that you are there all, all the, the time. time. And um, 
you know, the time, like I listened to it and it was way too late in the process. It was like, all right, I'm already doing this. <laughs> I'm already like, it's a little, it's a little like grandma, but <laughs> it's already gone. But I definitely think that what I've learned during this process and as I start to do like things outside of the space, like mm-hmm. I realized like that is what I prefer. Like I prefer things that don't keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, like I, I like being able to go, all right, I'm going to go here for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I'm going here for two months and I can mm-hmm. work from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. So it's not that I wouldn't open another space. The opportunity would have to be totally different. Okay. Um, and in the way that I do, like I wouldn't want to manage mm-hmm. a space, like something that requires me You'd to be physically there. be there. Yeah. Like I could definitely like work on like say a hotel project that I'm a part of a team. Nice. And then it's like, we're doing this for six months, right. seven months. And then, a year and then it's like I can then go move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. No. Nikki, for you, yeah. what's your target market? Uh, how young or old? Is there an age or um there is, but there isn't. Okay. Um like so our target market or our preferred market, our our market market is about twenty five to forty five okay. um black women. Mm-hmm. So that's it. But like right. I said, like I'm trying to get into high schools, um so that they can have those seeds planted also. Because mm-hmm. I always tell my kids, the ones I teach, like, college isn't for everybody. Yeah, it no, isn't. it's not. And I um, let them know, like, if there was YouTube and Instagram when I was in high school, mm-hmm. it would have been two different streams. Either I would have been, like, this multi-million dollar, you know, mm-hmm. businesswoman, or mm-hmm. I would have had six baby daddies. Like, <laughs> those are the two extremes that would have I, I didn't see you going there with that. <laughs> when you started. Just, those are the two extremes. It's the two extremes. Six. I would I'm not even going like, I can talk to you. You're California on the phone. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep full transparent. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. who I was at 14. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but... So I'm trying to plant those seeds and let those girls know, like, you know, maybe you already have a talent that you can utilize now and you can start that business. So you don't have, like, all these student loans, mm-hmm. student loans. Right, exactly. I'm trying to get a degree that you're not going to even use, use. you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Unless it was a degree in journalism well, or communications. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's so... Marketing. Like, I really like, a lot of people do need to take, if they're not sure, if, if high school is not your strong suit, you do not need to go straight to college. Oh, right. You agree. Know? I you agree. You take a year off just to figure agree. out what you Find yourself do, what you right? want to do. And you're majoring in philosophy. And no. You do here on the side. Let's talk about, you know, <laughs> like, let's keep it real. Yeah. So, um, so right now, all I have to say, the target market is between 25 to 45. Um, there are some women who are younger than that and some who are older than that also who have reached out to me. Um, but that's my market. That's your market. Yeah. That's your target market. Yeah. So you are generate, you, your the population or most of your customers are in the U.S. or not really? In the U.S., um, I have three businesses listed on the directory that are outside of the U.S. And really? What, what countries are places? Um, Canada, there is one in Africa, and then there's one in Europe. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't know. And again, I don't know like social media because I yeah. I've never been to Africa. Right, to not, yet. Why, not yet. Yeah, <laughs> to not yet. To remote um, buy from a black woman, right. so I'm not sure. Mm. Um, 
And I always ask people when they come, I'm like, well, how did you find out? It's like, oh, social media, Facebook, yes. Instagram, mm-hmm. yes. or something like that. So. Because you touch your business plan pretty frequent throughout the year, are you looking to, do you plan to touch those different areas? Like, I, I see do. you in the Caribbean. I do. I mm-hmm. could be wrong. Um, well, I do these things called empowerment pop-ups, and I want to travel more with those. Um, empowerment pop-up is when we pop up at a black woman business. Um, um, it's no to her. Like, she doesn't know really? that we're coming. And we're empowering with money, and we're empowering with work. Um, and throughout the day, I set a time, and like even if you sign up to be part of the empowerment, you do not even know where we're going mm, until that morning. Oh, wow. I send a mass text and a mass email outlet, and you know where we're going to be at and the time we're going to be there. Mm. And you go and you buy something from her, mm. or you leave a little love note for her, or nice. you take a picture. And then I compile this um, scrapbook for her to keep to feel That's empowered beautiful. on those days where she's not feeling like I'm about to get teary. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So it's just so she can look back on, like, hey, we came out here to support you. I read the love notes. Mm-hmm. So keep going because we need you mm-hmm. in our community. Mm-hmm. So I travel with those. Wow. So, What does your network of friends look like? Like who inspires you so oh, you gosh. keep going? Because um, that's black important. Women. <laughs> like black women who I don't know. Black women who I do, do know. know. Um, young girls who are starting businesses. Um, the Instagram models. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... <laughs> They do inspire me. They have Mm -hmm. booking info in their bio. I strive to have booking info in my bio. Be a public figure. (laughs) I mean, but like that's a business and they are out there and they're doing it. So every black woman who is out there doing something inspires Inspires you. Because it's like, okay, they're out there and they're doing it. And we need more of that in our community. Wow. Worldwide, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not just in the community. Shannon, who inspires you? Um, I think anyone that is living authentically, whatever that Ooh. means to them, okay. um, like people that are just, you know, like all my friends aren't entrepreneurs, right. but they love what they do. Okay. Uh, like, and like that inspired, like just this amount of being content, I think is super mm-hmm. important. Um, I read a lot of books. So mm-hmm. people in books, like those have become yeah. my mentors. Mm-hmm. They inspired mm-hmm. me. It's like, okay, yeah, I can do that like too. Like the Richard Branson. Richard Branson's mm-hmm. of the world, mm-hmm. the Seth Godin's of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's like, and again, it's normally like white men, but yeah. it like reminds me I can do it. Like, mm-hmm. because those are, you know, that's what it is I'm reading and soaking in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing My about. My team inspires me too. Yeah, your yeah. team is good. Yeah. Your team is good. One thing about, uh, I always say this about corporate America, because I'm working, I'm using a spoon digging my way out mm-hmm. to get out, I'm trying to uh, find my path to do that. But one thing I will say is that it does give you a lot of tools, a lot of mm-hmm. business tools, because corporate America is not designed to fail. They don't want to fail. That's not mm-hmm. what they want to do. They're just not designed to innovate. There you is, go. There you go. Yeah. Or cultivate people mm-hmm. um, to the next level and that thing. So there's not a very warm or human or sensitive side per se. And that's not all companies. Right. And that's not all managers or departments. I'm not saying that. But I do. I will tip my hat to them in the sense that. You can take that, those models, those teachings, those things that you learned mm-hmm. and apply it to right. your business and see how it works. The mere fact that you guys have um, a business model, um, the fact that you guys have a, a business plan, that you touch your plan, that you do, you cut mm-hmm. W-2s. I mean, this is a business. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are 
There is an underground network of people that are entrepreneurs that are not operating at that level. And it could be because the revenue is not there. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be because they don't know how to operate at the level that you ladies are operating on. Don't know how to start, how, what, what is consistent or needed in a business plan. So even though the information is out there, there's still this opportunity or this challenge to craft this idea this concept and put it on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you agree that it's safe to um, update that business plan? You guys do that. Mm -hmm. So it's not a problem in doing, when you first came out, was it set in stone? And then Mm. you said, no, this is it. I've always been flexible. Always. And I think that's why we've survived is Mm. because I've been super flexible, Mm -hmm. you know, even outside of like what it is. Like I had a very specific vision Mm -hmm. for the space and you know, people didn't want my vision. And so it was like, all right, it's either I'm going to run this vision into the ground, Mm -hmm. like, you know, fighting for this thing that I saw, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to adapt and and figure out what people want and how I can serve that and still be me at the same time. Where it's like, I'm not selling my soul. Um, but okay, let me like, let me figure this out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I find that people, uh, initially, even with me, felt you, you're all over the place. You're doing too much, but I'm trying to figure. You know, you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what works. And I think over time and maturity, and your skill set mm-hmm. helps to carve out where you're going to go strategically. Right. And so now I'm I'm really seriously after talking to you, ladies, thinking about um, skimming it down a bit mm-hmm. to just hone in on what really more I want to kind of get at. Right. My yeah. skill set is driving me more towards. To do that. So I think that's really important for people to understand to, to not be afraid of it. Is it safe to say it's always good to at least start it? Like write for it sure. down. Yeah. Like you gotta write the vision and make it plain so people can mm-hmm. run with it, right? So you gotta write it down and then petition it to other people that that are not gonna pass judgment, but just basically help you kind of carve it out or help inspire you to feel more of the 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 paragraphs or the boxes, if you will, to build up your business plan. Cause it's a, it's, you know, having this business is, is, is tricky. Um, cause yeah. again, it's very underground ish. Um, from what I experience, and people say, I'm an entrepreneur. I do this. I do that. But I'm like, and it, and when it's not brick and mortar, it's even more trickier when yeah. you're a virtual business, when you're, I'm a business, I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm this. And I'm like, you know, it's, it, it has, it has a quirkiness to it. Mm-hmm. It does. It has a quirkiness to it. So it's not very easy. I want people to, you know, I commend people that are doing it. That's why you ladies are here. I thank you for your time for coming because it's not easy in what you do. And people on the outside looking, they be like, I can do, yeah, I don't, you know, I can do that. I don't know what they're doing. I can do that. <laughs> you know, especially if it's online, I'm real good at online <laughs> stuff. I can do that. But then when you get in there, it's, it's hard to find your market mm-hmm. because again, there's something about what you two ladies offer that makes it special. It has to be unique right. where people would give, even give it the time of the day because it, if it's like something else, it's uh, I don't need it. So if you were serving food, like a sandwich place, mm-hmm. I don't know if that would be the, the niche, but mm-hmm. the fact that it has a culinary 
feel and experience mm-hmm. the fact that it is it has unique hours the fact that you got to catch it when it's open like you have a purpose to be there makes it like man you know mm-hmm. i got to get over there the layout is nice so even that is the catch mm-hmm. because you have spaces where you can conversate there's a huge bar you see people in and out of the kitchen there's an outside courtyard it just has a very genesequa if you (laughs) that people are attracted to and i think for you nikki the same thing you provide something that's unique that most people we we say it but we don't necessarily activate it Mm -hmm. and you've put it into a place where it's activated where people can see look here's this product it's owned by so-and-so Go get it if you're interested in it. We say collectively, I'm going to go support her. I'm going to go buy. But you've put it in a space that people can see it, touch it, get more of it. And you're helping to circulate that um, collaborative economic dollar. So that's why it's so unique and beautiful because you're actually doing it. So for that, that I like that. I, I think that we need more of that. And I want to encourage more people to connect with you with their products so that they can have that directory, if you will, because that's another vehicle because we're used to the Ebays and the Craigslist and the mm-hmm. Amazon, but they don't really have what you're offering. And so that's the different vantage point that I think is so unique and so different and so good. So, yeah, I'm going to I don't know if I fit the demographic. You're a black woman who owns a business. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. It's funny. People like, oh, well, I sell art. Can I be? on there yes mm-hmm. <laughs> you want people to buy your stuff mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh well I blah 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 yeah okay, but you still want people to buy mm-hmm. your stuff mm-hmm. you are exchanging your service mm-hmm. to yeah game. yeah yes. that's <laughs> what it is that's what it you is know, so it's like, awesome are you a black woman do you own a business yes let's mm-hmm. go yeah so. yeah so how can people find you nikki how can they find your business um, and find well, you it's very easy you can type in buy from a black woman in google and it'll all come up oh <laughs> come up the website is buy from blackwoman.org.com.net.co you got them all yes i did (laughs) yes i did so they all redirect this i don't play no games now oh wow dang i should have thought of that (laughs) i just got the dot com I should get net org all so that. So in case you type it in, Ooh. or you know, sometimes it's like, hey, let me go ahead mm-hmm. and get this. Um, funny quick story when I first started buy from a black woman. I don't know how to because your um, websites are public. Yes, you know? yes. Like you're on the register of mm-hmm. the Georgia public information. This man called me and he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I already see it. Blah 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 blah. Do you need some invest money? I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like talk to me more. Like invest money. Hi. Mm-hmm. And he just kept talking. Talking more and more and more, he was like, "I just want you know, I want to own the blah blah." But he was a white man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> he's a no. white man owing buy from a black woman. Mm. He said, "Well, you can still be the face and da 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 da." And I can no, this, mm. no, that's low key slavery. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she said that. I did. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Is but there is there a cost to join? The directory is a ten dollar um, cost just for her to keep the maintenance up on the website. Nice. And this stuff in this, but it's a yearly fee. Yes, so, you know, just to keep the party going. Right. <laughs> so it's very affordable. I believe so. There are some who who will disagree with the ten dollars. <laughs> okay, I understand. And People I'm are like, interesting. Yeah, they, they are. are. <laughs> you write about them all the time, Jen. So it's like you want me to. Um, that's one thing I try to. 
Because the mission, I mean, the name is buy from a black woman. Yeah. And you'll be surprised people who are like, can you give me? Will you give me? Will, can I have? Mm-hmm. You, even with the grant, like the grant pays for itself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So like you guys, it's a collective effort. We always talk about, hey, we want to help each other. Mm-hmm. It's collective. Let's be there in this sisterhood mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But then when it's time to actually do it, we got all these stipulations right. and questions. Right. So I'm trying to change that narrative mm-hmm. with buy from black But- Black for Black Women is the website. Mm. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Facebook. Um, we don't have Snapchat. I don't have time for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't snap. You Snapchat? No, no. She's like, no, no, no. no. I don't. Have, I don't do Snapchat either. Shannon, how can they find your your establishment? Um, yes. So we mm-hmm. are on Instagram mm-hmm. at Studio No Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing on the web. Mm-hmm. Studio No um, we are at 393 mm-hmm. Marietta Street mm-hmm. in right Atlanta. The, in Atlanta, right mm-hmm. behind the aquarium. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any events coming up that we can peek in on or no um, all private stuff? All private stuff Boo. right now. Yeah. Boo. I think one of the things that I'm eventually going to work on is I'd love to get more people in to do like pop-up dinners mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think now that I have a little bit more bandwidth mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that, we'll you know, I love that, what you're yeah. doing. I told you that in your Thank little you. courtyard, yeah, the midnight, midnight thing. barbecue. Yeah, so it's gorgeous. As soon as the weather acts right, I know. Doing more, another I, I'm going to just have dinner. my lick my lips on <laughs> and I see the pictures come through. Can people see your once they go to the website, they can sign up for the blog or mm-hmm. the newsletter? The, the newsletter, newsletter now. Yeah. yeah, so you can get the newsletter going. Yeah. We got it in rotation, and it's in no rotation. pressure. No pressure. Just, I feel feeling good about yes. it. Yes. Um, Seth, go. I was reading Lynchpin, which mm. is a good book for you as you try to figure out transition from um, or where you fit in corporate, yes. how that looks like with yes. everything. But being a Lynchpin, like being indispensable no mm. matter where you are. I like um, that. It's a great book. Um, so I've been reading that. And one of the things that he's touching on is the lizard brain, the part of your brain that like tries to convince you not to do things mm. or that you're in danger and like right, all that. Right. So I think I've kind of like finally gotten mm. my lizard brain under control so yes there'll be another newsletter mm. this week she look at look at she rolled the eyes i don't think people saw that dude she looked up the, said, there will be <laughs> i committed to it i committed have, to like, it. made it a commitment so wow but um outside of i'm gonna put it on my personal website like have a tab for it there mm. oh you have um, a personal I website do. so it's shannon s evans.com mm-hmm. So that'll probably be where like the newsletters live. Okay. And then we're going to do something in the food and beverage industry coming up. Tickets were on sale for that. I saw that in the newsletter. Speak about that, please. So I'm working with Atlanta Food and Wine Festival Mm -hmm. on their um, connoisseur dinner series. So that's one of the things I was talking about where like I love. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is exactly Mm -hmm. what I want to do. Like more things like this. Um, So that is happening May 31st through June 2nd. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. Awesome Mm -hmm. stuff. Awesome stuff. I want to thank you ladies for coming today. This was good. Thank you. Thank you. You guys know where to find me. I'm the real chick. That's my new thing I'm saying now. I'm (laughs) the real chick. I'm everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere. I I do have a website too. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I write. Mm-mm. I do, it, it's a kind of a blog. It's nowhere as good as what you ladies are doing, but I'm going to get there.
Because yeah. I'm not a good writer. I just, you no, know, yeah, I'm not. You got to start saying that. I got to start saying that. You have to tell yourself and you. Uh, is that the story. lizard part of the brain that's telling me that I can't uh, do it? Uh, oh, for sure. For sure? Because sure. I, I should have something to say yeah. in writing, yeah. right? I should do. I do a little bit, so I'm going to do more. Um, yesterday, I want to say this. Yesterday, I thank you for everybody yesterday. Yesterday was the first annual Real Chicks Rock Awards oh. luncheon. And we honored, thank you, we honored uh, three wonderful women that do awesome things in the community. Uh, Linda Lee Osborne is one. She is the co-founder for the Chocolate Cupcake Lifestyle. Um, that's a brand that empowers young women to be proud of who they are, the melanin that they're in. Um, little uh, black girls, brown girls to be um, comfortable in their skin. Mm-hmm. And so I got to meet her Last year, she has this wonderful 5K race where little babies run with their mommies and aunties and things like that. And the the empowerment piece of it is just the completing of the race uh, and doing it together. So she's just done some wonderful things and just bringing families together, raising awareness with young girls so that they have somewhere to connect and be comfortable in who they are. She was one. Another one was Monica Thornton, who is um, the founder of Powerful Beginnings, which is a organization design, nonprofit organization design to help women who decide no more. That's it. I'm out with mm-hmm. the domestic violence situation and want to um, start their life over. And so she's um, been instrumental in helping them get on their feet, um, helping them get find jobs, housing, because when you're in those situations, you just have to leave and get out and you take your kids and you're gone. So she created this network um, and this body of people to help her to help these these women. Based in Columbus, Georgia, now she's here in Atlanta. Hmm. And then the last one is Anana Harris-Paris, which is um, the Sister Care Alliance uh, founder. And just the whole promotion and the concept of self-care hmm. for us. We don't do that. We do, I didn't do that enough. You will, we're doing everything. We're all doing it all at once. We never, we don't know how to say no. And just understanding the importance of saving yourself first before mm-hmm. you can save other people, or it helps you to be the best you, you mm-hmm. can possibly be. So those are the people that we honored yesterday. So I was very excited about that. So I wanted to thank everyone who supported us, who came out, um, donated tickets. People went online, bought tickets, donated. We put bodies in the seat. Thank you so much. It went, it, it went very well. It was the first one. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everybody who supported this show. Um, thank you ladies for coming again. Thank you. The thank power of you. a small business. I know that people got nuggets. I got some nuggets because there's some things that I'm going to do. I'm I'm not going to be afraid to transition Mm -hmm. and change and let some things go. I'm going to read that book. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on.